Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today, we're going to be concluding our study through the 11th chapter of the book of Romans. We've been in Romans 11 now for six or seven broadcasts, and this will be the final one as we look at verse number 33 down through verse number 36, and we see this wonderful benediction, this uh, wonderful conclusion to this 11th chapter. It's going to give us insight into God. It's going to describe who He is and what He can do, and I believe it'll help us get our focus on Him, and we can worship our God because of these great inspired statements found in the closing uh, one, two, three, four verses of Romans 11. Now, if you've missed any of our Bible studies through Romans or any other book, we've gone through several, several books of the Bible verse by verse. You can find those via the podcast. Wherever it is that you get your podcast, you can find Striving for Revival. Whether it be Apple or Spotify, go there, type in Striving for Revival, and then hit subscribe. And when you do, you'll have access to every past study that we have done. They're all archived there, and that way you don't have to miss a thing. Thank you for being a faithful listener to Striving for Revival, and it's humbling, and I don't take it for granted that you would take your time and that you would invest the time you have in this day to spend a few minutes of it with us, and we'll study the Bible together, and my prayer is this, that God will help you the way God has helped me. And basically, I'm just giving you what God speaks to my heart about as I study my Bible. You can't beat the Bible. There's no book like it. A Bible in your hand is okay, but it cannot touch a Bible. Bible in the heart. We need to have this word hit in our heart and do more than just carry it. We need to let the Bible uh, saturate our lives, read it, study it, meditate upon it, and dwell upon the truths of the Word of God, and of course apply them. Not just a hearer, but a doer of the Word as well. Romans 11 has been dealing with the future restoration of Israel. For a season now, we call it a dispensation of time. God is dealing specifically with the church or dealing with those who've been saved by grace through faith, Gentile and Jew alike. It's a spiritual body. But God has not cast off his nation, Israel, forever. Though he has set them aside, he will again deal with the Jew coming up in the tribulation period, the millennial kingdom, and Israel shall be saved. That remnant, God's going to preserve his people, that physical nation, the nation of Israel. So we've read about that future restoration in this chapter. Now Paul is concluding the chapter, and he's explaining how God could be just in extending mercy to Gentiles and Jew alike, how he is just in what he's doing, how he is righteous in all of his ways. And look how Paul testifies of our God in verse number 33. Oh, the depth of the riches of both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind 
of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor, or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again. For of him and through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. I like Paul. I like his spirit here. I like the way that the Holy Spirit of God is uh, inspiring Paul to extol, to exemplify, to lift up and magnify God and who he is. There might have been some who were reading this letter and they would have said, now how is this just? How is this proper that God could put aside his people for a season and turn to the Gentiles? Or how is it possible that God could once again restore these people that have been so rebellious uh, to him throughout the ages and pages of history? How is is it? And he said, oh, the depth of the riches with the wisdom and knowledge of God. He's saying God is a little bit deeper than we are. God's a little bit richer than we are. God has a little bit more wisdom than we do. God knows a little bit better than we might. God can do things that man can't comprehend. His ways are unsearchable. His judgments and his ways are past finding out. You study your Bible. There's many things the Bible talks about according to God that are unsearchable or past finding out out or higher than ours. His peace passes all understanding. His riches, Ephesians 3, 8, the gift of God is an unspeakable gift in 2 Corinthians. The joy he gives is joy unspeakable and full of glory. The words he speaks are unsearchable. Think about 2 Corinthians 12. Our God's a big God is what he's saying. Our God's a mighty God. Our God's a God who's above, he's beyond, he's deeper, he's wider, he's more than man could ever hope to be. So the great benediction now of our chapter is at hand. The wisdom of God and the knowledge of God is deep and it is rich. That means it's inexhaustible and you can't put a price tag on it because it is so precious. He in his infinite wisdom has made a way to show mercy to the ungodly Gentile and to show mercy to the self-righteous Jew. I'm glad God can be just and the justifier. I'm glad that he'll show mercy to the drunkard and he'll show mercy to the one who's never had a drink. He'll show mercy to the doper and the one who's never toked a joint. He'll show mercy to the one who's been divorced and the one who has a perfect marriage. He'll show mercy to the one who's lived out in sin and the one who's been raised in church. Whether you be the maniac at Gadara or you be Nicodemus at night, it does not matter where you're from or what you've done or who you are or where you're headed. If you'll come to the Lord, can I tell you, there is mercy sufficient. There is grace for every need. His riches are deep. His wisdom and knowledge are past finding out. There's no one like our God. I'd hate to worship a God, follow a God, submit to a God that was on my level. Wouldn't that be a shame to follow someone who's no different, no better, no further along than you or I? But I'm glad that's not the case for the Christian. Amen. We don't serve a man who attained God's status. We, as, we serve the God who wrapped himself in humanity and came and lived as a man and died for us on a cross, but then conquered death, hell, and the grave and rose again on the third day. His ways, his judgments are past finding out. He said, who hath known the mind of the Lord? You don't know what God's up to. In your own life, you might not know what God's up to. God's ways are way beyond our way. It might not make sense to you. It might not feel right. It might look like things are falling apart, but God's in control and making things go into place. He knows what he's doing. 
who's been his counselor, who's ever given God advice. There's been men through the ages that wanted to. There's a lot of compromising preachers today that think they are in regards to church ministry and philosophy. There's been some folks in the heat of a battle that have tried to give God some counsel on how to get him out, or a storm, they've tried to give God counsel on how to get him through. But nobody can give God counsel. He is the wonderful counselor. He doesn't need our help. We have first given to him. Nobody's ever given God a thing. You say, well, I gave up a lot to serve God. You gave up nothing. God doesn't need anything from you or I. God is the gift giver. Every good gift, every perfect gift cometh from above. Amen. God's the one who's blessed. God's the one who's given. God's the one who's provided. No one can equal God. They can't equal God in wisdom. They can't equal God in purpose. They can't equal God in plan. You can't get anywhere near it. Uh, Who preceded God? Nobody. Who gave to God? Nobody. Who uh, is, is owed something by God? Nobody. So here it is. For of him and through him and to him are all things. All things are from God. Amen. He's the source. He's the genesis. He's the wellspring. He is the originator. Everything that is, it came from God. Everything that exists, it came from God. Everything that ever shall be will come from God. All things are through him. He's the conduit. He's the one who gave breath to give life. He's the one that spoke the word and created the world. He's the one that shed his blood to provide salvation. He's the one that puts the food on our table and the shoes on our feet and the clothes on our back. It's all by him. It's all from him and unto him. They're his. He's the owner. He said he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Yeah, but he owns every hill, not just those thousand. And not just the cows on those hills. He owns every cattle or every cow that's ever grazed in every field. He owns every breath you breathe, every beat of your heart. He owns every step that you take. He owns every second of every day and every moment of eternity, which is immeasurable. God He owns it all. There's no one like him. To whom be glory forever. Amen. That closes out Romans 11. Join us next broadcast as we venture into Romans chapter 12. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.